All right, we're back. Welcome. I don't know if it's uh, you know exciting for you guys. We're having a good time. Again, we just spent about thirty minutes laughing. Being, I mean, again, we should record that stuff. It's way better. Uh, but you're stuck with this. So welcome, Jimmy. How are you today? Doing great. How about you? As always, doing great. Real quick, we have to do another public service announcement. Please stay out. Out. Don't loiter in the fast lane. We had to go somewhere last night, and I'll never understand. There's a couple people in the right lane. This person is in the left lane in front of me, going slow. They finally move over to the right lane so I can get past them. And then they creep back to the left lane. Don't come back in that lane. You don't belong there to begin with. Stay out of the fast lane if you're not going to go fast. Or use it for what it's, it's a purposeful lane. In and out. That's it. Get in. Do your business. Get out. The right lane's for driving. The fast lane's for passing. All right? All right, now I'm heated, so that's enough of that. Here we go. <laughs> now we can start. Uh, Jimmy, what uh, what auctions you got? What are you watching this week? Uh, a couple of them on Bring a Trailer. One of them was, a, and it's getting ready to go off here, it's a 1957 Alfa Romeo uh, Julieta Spider four-speed project. And, and, and uh, like I said, 18 hours to go, it's at $8,750, which... I have a hard time thinking this thing's either got to pick up a whole lot more momentum or it's not going to, I can't imagine that that's anywhere near reserve on that thing. It appears to be complete, doesn't appear to have a whole lot of rust. I just took a cursory look at the pictures. I'm just amazed that that's all it's garnered right now. You know, it seems like it would go for a whole lot more. So it'll be interesting to see what the next 18 hours brings. Yeah, these in restored are, I mean, they are... Beautiful cars, first of all, and restored. They go for quite a bit of money. Well, and you don't you don't see them that often either. You know, you don't see them come up that often. Uh, I've read a number of ma- magazine articles. You don't see this happen either, but I've seen a no- number of magazine articles where they compared it to the TR3 and the MGA, and it always came out ahead of both of those. And I think it's I think it's just sort of outclassed both of those uh, cars as well. Certainly in, in rarity and desirability now. Yeah, but you can't say that because you own several MGAs. Well, I'm just, I mean, that's, you know, I just, I, I think that's the reality. <laughs> I, you I mean, know, look, if you put this side by side with your MGA, I mean, it's, uh, it's all personal preference, but, you know, this Pininfarina body is beautiful, but I think the MGA has lines on it that's beautiful, too. I don't... I, th- I think you get into a, a world of corrupted values when you're dealing with these cars, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. you know, I don't think things, you know, just like the cars don't have straight lines on them, I don't think the thought processes uh, travel in straight lines either, right? It's a, a more of an emotional thought process, and I think that's kind of where this thing lands, uh, in, in people's minds, but it seems to me that the Alfa Romeos have just, in my opinion, where the MGAs and the TR3s are, are flat or plateaued, the Alfa Romeos have kind of just elevated, right? I mean, they're just... Yeah, they're getting, they're getting more and more expensive, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and you just don't see them. I don't know. I see MGAs in auctions, and it could be that, I mean, I'm looking for them, and I just am tuned into them. And I see TR3s in that same sense, but I just don't see these early Alfa Romeos like that. Well, uh, for the listeners, mark that down. It's probably the smartest thing Jimmy's ever said. Just like cars don't have straight lines, the thought processes don't have straight lines either. 
I'm going to remember that one for a while. <laughs> well said. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, what else you got? The other one I was looking at, and this one takes me back to late high school, early uh, early college days, 6,000 mile 1991 GMC Cyclone. Got a soft spot for those. My dad had a GMC S15 truck and drove that around a little bit. And this was the all out, you know, awesome version of that. And, the, and, and of course, the thing that it brings to mind is that road and track article where it had that next to the Ferrari and it had, you know, the uh, Cyclone in that article had the had the gun rack with the uh, umbrella in it. My understanding of it was it could beat a, that, a contemporary Ferrari in a, in a straight line. I don't remember what the 060 time was, but it was something pretty remarkable for the time. Better than the Ferrari. To get an idea, and I don't know what Ferrari, I don't remember which Ferrari they had it pinned against then, but this is a 4.3 liter V6 uh, rated at 280 horsepower, 300 pound feet of torque. It's also turbocharged. So it's got, I mean, imagine if they put it against a Ferrari and it, it beat the Ferrari in a straight line, that would be something to watch. I would enjoy that. I don't know how this thing would gain traction though. That light rear end in the pickup truck. Maybe the umbrella in the gun rack was a, was a weight. That was the last piece needed. Yeah. To keep the back end down. <laughs> just, just enough. It was made out of adamantium. It'd have to be. What? This only has 6,000 miles on it, too. Yeah. I, and that's a shame because somebody missed out on enjoying that. You know, hey, that's somebody else's uh, opportunity to enjoy it. Hopefully. They were pretty pricey in the day. And there's some story about, and I'm going to get it wrong, but there's some story about Jay Leno buying one of those new. And that was kind of one of the most expensive cars he bought new back in the day. I mean, he's got a ton of other exotic, nice cars, but. That was the one that was on his list. Yeah, and we wish Jay Leno well. Absolutely, yeah. That's terrible what happened. Bummer. All right, those are two good picks. I've got a bunch for you today. Uh, oh, I'm all do tell. over the place. The first one's over at Cars and Bids. It's a 1990 Japanese market Toyota Serra with butterfly doors. It's not handsome at all, but it's cool. I mean, it's got these crazy butterfly doors, a little... Two-door, four-seater, right-hand drive thing. Got a day left. It's only 4700 bucks. But a lot of the commenters, some guy says he has the exact same one. And wherever he goes, people, all they want to do is stop and take pictures of it. So if you get a chance, pop over to Cars and Bids and look at that Toyota Sarah. The color on the outside is a green. It's not quite uh, nephrite green, but it's green. Plenty green. I think I think nephrite green is our our standard, right? We're going to gauge everything based on that color. Yes, it's for so this would be a uh, a softer nephrite green. <laughs> and then going back to uh, either last podcast or the one before that, there's another PT Cruiser up for sale. This one's on Bring a Trailer. This is a 2006 PT Cruiser GT convertible. This one happens to be a five speed with the turbocharged engine. Only 38,000 miles. So I don't know where all these low mileage PT cruisers are coming from. But one of the best comments on here was uh, somebody said, this is a great looking car. Now we'll just wait for the PT cruiser haters to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Five, four, three, two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seems like they're flooding the market. If there are two of them, it seems like they're flooding the market with these things. <laughs> People are bidding. People are buying them. People want these. Again, it's not my kind of car, but you know, everybody, that's the thing. Like you said earlier, there's no straight line in this. It, it's all... It's somebody's cup of tea, right? Like, uh, it's somebody's thing. That's cool. And there's always a story. Yeah. And that's the reason. We like it. We like the story side of it. 
And so, you know, reach out to us and then tell us. We'd love to have you on and you can talk about your story about why you would buy a PT Cruiser. I would love to hear it. Let's see. All right. This one, again, I'm going off the rails, but I wanted to talk about something else on Bring a Trailer, Jimmy. There is a no reserve 1985 Honda ATC 250ES Big Red. And that means nothing, but what I will say is it's a red Honda three-wheeler, as you know. There we go. Did you have one of these as a kid? I did not, no. We didn't we didn't we had a couple of them. anywhere where that would have been a thing. I mean, if you haven't seen these, they're they're crazy. There's actually two of them for sale right now and bring a trailer. There's this uh, 85 250ES Big Red, and then there's an 85 ATC 200X. The 200X is the more sporty of the two. It's got a little bit more suspension. This one would be the one that you would, I mean, I guess, take to the sand dunes or off-roading or whatever. But the big red, I mean, we used it more of a, you know, haul about. It's got a rack on the back that you can strap stuff down. People you take these hunting where I grew up. But we had one of these big reds. It was almost exactly the same. I did some research. This thing right now, the current bid, this ends in about 20 hours. The current bid is about 3400 bucks. And in 1985, if you wanted to buy this Honda ATC new, it would cost uh, $1,968. So it's up at $3,400 already. So they're, they're making money on these is what's happening right now. And that thing's sharp. It, it's in really, been really well kept. Yeah, yeah. These are, and they're crazy. So again, I did a little bit of research on these because I remember driving this thing around. And I remember there being suspension forks on the front. that I knew that when I was young enough not to know much about these things. But I knew that that was some suspension. And I did not think there was suspension in the back. But what there is in the front, there's four and a half inches of travel on the front and 4.3 inches of travel on the back. But when you're riding them, it feels like zero inches of travel. <laughs> and the only form of softness is from the seat and or the rubber tires. I mean, you just bounced around like crazy on these things. They were a mess. I mean, that's, tons of people got injured on them. They were crazy. These three-wheelers, super unstable. But the reason I brought this up, I got, I got a story to tell that's behind oh, this. Yeah? And this is why all of these things, yeah, bring a trailer and everything, they cars that's why we'd love to hear from you to hear your story about these things but again we had one of these as kids Um, let me do a little backtrack on the story my dad was an athlete in high school and at least in our family athleticism skips a generation but he wanted us boys to be athletes and so he bought and ordered a basketball standard and hoop and net but whoever built this like it was a quarter inch thick steel pipe that was as big as round as a basketball. This thing was enormous. They had to bring a backhoe in to dig a hole and it was all welded. It, you know, it was massive. It weighed so much. They buried it like four feet into the ground and then they poured a concrete pad around it. And so as this pipes in the ground, it goes up in nine or 10 feet or whatever. It has a neck that sticks out two feet and then there's a plate that the backboard bolted onto. I mean, this was not a breakaway rim. We're not jumping that high. We're not going to slam it. I don't know what my dad was thinking. And so we, we didn't like basketball. So we did the next best thing as I threw a rope <laughs> over the, over the top of this pipe, tied a slip knot in it. And so that it was snug at the top and then brought it you know down near the ground. I tied another slip knot in it and I would, put my foot in it and swing back and forth like an idiot. I mean, that's, 
that's my that's how I learned how to play basketball. <laughs> very 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 close to basketball, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I'm, that's why I'm skilled at it at this point. You know, every time I see a basketball thing, I'm like maybe can I hang off that? Do a swing? <laughs> so. So when I wasn't swinging on my dumb swing, it would just hang there with a slip knot at the bottom. My older brother is on this uh, Honda Big Red in the backyard, and he comes through under the basketball hoop, going to the front yard on that concrete pad. The rope, I mean, the timing and the beauty of this thing is epic. The rope slides up the handle, his, the right handle where the handbrake is, the slip knot goes around the handbrake and cinches down on the handbrake and pinches his fingers between that and the handlebar. And then the front end of the, the ATC lifts off the ground and then it stalls because it's a clutch system. So he's like at an 80 degree angle yelling and screaming because his hands are pinched so tight between the handbrake and the handlebar. He can't get his hand out. He's yelling for me. I come around the corner and he's stuck in a wheelie position. With his, he's hanging on for dear life because he doesn't want to let go with his left hand, otherwise it's going to rip his fingers off the other hand. And he can't. We <laughs> sorry, we can't get we can't get it to move because it's stalled and it's locked into gear. So he's just hanging there. And so I go and I try to unloosen the the rope, but there's so much pressure because of the weight of the, this three wheeler. He's screaming at me. And so I had to go back on that rack and kind of rock it back and forth while he got it into neutral. And then, of course, it, it nosed back down and we were able to peel it back and unloosen the knot at that point. And he's just yelling at me. He goes in the house and grabs this giant kitchen knife and cuts down my swing. I mean, we would have probably fought right then, but he was holding a kitchen knife. So we're not fighting, right? So he's just yelling at me and Tell me, why am I swinging from the basketball hoop? Why can't I play basketball like a normal kid? <laughs> the worst part of that is that that ended your basketball career. Yeah, yeah. That's I awful. Couldn't, I mean, I wasn't even around the... I never went to the basketball hoop again. There was no rope swing. <laughs> <laughs> so there it sat. That's tragic. Yeah, I mean, that three-wheeler, man, was so many memories. There was another time that we had like, uh, I don't know, 15 20 acres we were in a neighborhood but there were very few homes built for some reason so from our house looking out across what we call the meadow you know there's probably three or four blocks of dirt and sagebrush and we would ride back and forth across there and my brother hit something one time and this whole thing came landing down on him yeah he he did not like that three-wheeler every time he got on it, he was injured almost those are our memories of the Honda ATC. So if you bid on this and buy it, don't drive it under your little brother's rope swing. <laughs> that's, that's the moral of the story. I'm just trying to help out whoever's going to win. Yeah, be careful on your three-wheeler. Yeah. Looking out for our fellow bring-a-trailers, you know? <laughs> Want them to be safe. So one more, Jimmy. This one's crazy. This is over on Awesome Joe Auctions. I like this site. All right, this one's something called a 1991 Honda Street EX. And this is just amazingly tiny, essentially a cargo van with folding seats. So it's it, it so tiny. These things are cool. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> you just found it, huh? Yeah. yeah it's hard to miss. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's listed under uh it says trucker SUV antique special interest. This is a special interest van. This is this would be one that you you buy it just because of the quirkiness. I don't know. I don't think you'd want to put that on an interstate. I don't think that thing will go as fast as you think it will. But yeah, if you get a chance, you got to pop over to take a look at this on Awesome Joe Auction. Yeah, that thing is interesting. It would, I, and I would like to. That that's one I'd really like to hear the story on too. You know? Oh yeah. Why? Yeah. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah, and again, again, we go back. We learned about you know the metric system a while back with Jimmy and his two liter soda. Two liters. It's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Point six liter. 656 cc engine five-speed manual transmission you're not going very far very fast in this it would still be fun to be in uh you could probably you could probably parallel park it pretty easily (laughs) (laughs) yes you could maybe that's it parallel park all right jimmy today what's your least favorite car that you have driven maybe a rental car Something of that nature. What is it that you would be like, I do not ever want to be in that car again? It was a, we had a problem with our BMW in Minneapolis. This was back, what was it, 2008. And we had to get a loaner car from the dealership, the BMW dealership up there. And it was a, it was a Hyundai. I'm not sure, Elantra. And that was it. We drove that around Minneapolis and it was horrible. You know, some of those Hyundais are great cars. But I think when you get to the rental level, You're I think they make place. fleet vehicles different. Yeah. I've always wondered if they do make the lesser quality of everything in a fleet vehicle that's going straight to a rental car company. I would believe that. It's not really even plastic. You don't know what the interior segments are made out of sometimes. Yeah. How about you? I've got a couple probably. Uh, we did a rental in a, the smallest SUV that Buick makes. And that was super noisy. Like I was really surprised about how loud and strained the engine sounded the entire time. Like it made me nervous. I thought things were gonna explode. What was it? What was this? I don't know, some sort of Buick. Yeah. I don't know what oh. they called it. It was just straining the entire time, and we were. I mean, I wasn't even we're just on the freeway. It just didn't. It just didn't feel like things were solid at all. Of the cars I've owned, you know the one. That, you know the one, Jimmy. You you make fun of me often for this one. Probably the greatest car known to man. What is it, Jimmy? Is it the Achieva? Yes. <laughs> the Oldsmobile Achieva. Yeah. And we can make fun of Oldsmobile because they went out of business. But if you owned an Oldsmobile Achieva, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They were achieving nothing with that car. <laughs> there was one cold winter day, snow on the ground. I went out, got in my car. Just like normal, not slamming the door, just closing the door like a normal human. <laughs> Two speaker covers fell off. The rearview mirror fell off of the windscreen all at once. These things were falling down. Like, what is happening? You know what was happening? Yeah. 90s GM build quality. That's what was happening. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And I believe I had an AM only radio in that or something very oh, basic. Yeah. And maybe it didn't even have a radio. So I was in college struggling, you know, financially. We didn't have any money. And I went to Walmart and I bought a radio, some cheap, the cheapest one they had, but the faceplate came off <laughs> and I, I, I had it installed and I get up one morning, somebody broke out both of my side windows and stole my radio, <laughs> but left the faceplate. So I, 
owning that car was just one giant mess after the other. Things falling apart. I didn't have any windows for a while. It was great. What kind of dumb thief broke into your car? <laughs> I don't know. What do you need both windows for? Maybe both they were side lazy. windows. One is fine. They broke the driver's window. And they're like, ah, the steering wheel's in the way. Let me go over here. I've got better access over here. Let me break this window. <laughs> Actually, the way I see it happening is they just tapped one window with like the end of a pencil and both of them shattered out. <laughs> both of them broke. <laughs> I mean, that's the way that car felt, so that's probably how it went down. Yeah, he probably wasn't even meaning to break into the car. He's like, oh, man, I just walked by, bumped it with my elbow. Might as well steal this radio well, out of this thing. Yeah. I don't really like this space plate. I'm going to leave it here. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. That car was amazing. And I'm just grateful it wasn't the four-door, because the four-door had that, I don't know, like the old... The old cars where they had that square bit over the rear tire. You know what I'm talking about? So it wasn't a full wheel arch on the back tire. It was lower and square. So you could only see like half the tire. You weren't doing it, just driving around. That's the way the four-door was. I guess they figured. It was fancy. Yeah, I guess they figured it already looks bad. So it's not going to make it any worse. (laughs) How can we make it worse? We'll just do this. <laughs> Just leave some extra sheet yeah. metal here over the wheel. We don't want to. Why do we want to cut that out? I have lunch to get to. Let's get this thing wrapped up. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it a day. Put the wheel right here. I actually hope one day one of these auction sites will have an Achieva up for auction. I want to see what those bad boys are going for. Whatever it is, we will be amazed by that, whatever that dollar value is. Maybe it'll hit the heights of the Honda ATC, Big Red. 3500 bucks Or scrap, whatever scrap is. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're grateful you're listening. If you want to share your story about your car, you've got on auction, hit us up at glwtapodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Yeah, any final thoughts, Jimmy? Well, I just wanted to share with everybody. I know everybody was concerned, uh, but I got my parts from Mosmo. <laughs> Uh, the third shipment and two weeks later, everything is in hand. So I can, uh, I can start the repair. It's going to be okay. Yeah. The twin cam will be back on the road. What did you get your squash buckler? What is that thing called? <laughs> the, the Welsh plugs and yes, Welsh. same thing. Yeah. The Welsh plug. I'll be out there with a turkey sandwich and, and a bunch of oil leaking everywhere. Happy Thanksgiving to me. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. <laughs> that gets done. All right, Jimmy. Well, good luck with your options this week. Uh, until next week, have a good one. <laughs>